0: Hello, this episode is a conversation with the instrumental guitar duo, Duo Tandem, which is made up of Mark Anderson and Nachati Emersade, both on guitar. In this episode, we have a cool conversation about their new album, which is out now, available on all streaming platforms. We talk about the creation of the album, what it's like to be a guitar duo separated by a long distance, both because of COVID and also just living in separate areas of the world. We get into some other fun musical topics around composition and guitar technique and classical guitar and the cultures around performance. But before we get to that, please remember to like, leave a comment, and subscribe to my channel. And if you would like to consider supporting my content generally, please consider visiting my Patreon page. Welcome to Music in Mind, Music in Mind, with Anthony Collier. Hello, everybody. Hi, Anthony. This, uh, this is Duo <laughs> Tandem, guitar duo, and we have uh, Jati Emirzade and Mark Anderson. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so Mark and I have known each other for many years now, probably back to 2011 or 2012. Mm -hmm. Um, because uh, I was in the music program at the University of Wisconsin-Madison with Mark's brother, Eric, and we met each other through that, and we've done a podcast together, and we've done a couple things together, a couple concerts together, or maybe one concert, but we've we've hung out a lot. And uh, (laughs) Nachati, I met, we were just talking about this, actually, I met, I think it was in 2012, when Duo Tandem performed at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. So, uh, how's it going,
1: guys? (laughs) Still Uh, alive. Still Doing good.
2: (laughs) It's all been downhill since that performance at UW. Yeah. That was it? That was the peak? That was 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 the peak. peak. That was 2012, man. That's a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, it's been a long, slow decline. (laughs) Okay, at least it's gradual. (laughs) That's right, it's gradual, yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, I mean, it's... uh, no, it's been a steady growth since then. That was our... So we were in grad school at that time. That was our uh-huh. second year of grad school. That was when we had just started playing together um, at the beginning of that year. And so we came in... That was during our spring break. We came out here in the Midwest uh, and played you know, in a number of places, including UW and... Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so that was that was like our first uh, tour of performances actually outside oh, of cool. our school. Yeah, so it's actually it's all been uphill since that was the very beginning. Okay. For us. <laughs> yeah. And the <your laughs> so. school that was San Francisco Conservatory, right? Right. Yep. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we were working together there. We both started in what 2010. Started <laughs> playing together in 2011, our second year. Um, yeah. And then just started touring.
0: Just started. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. Touring now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So you guys have a new album out. Uh that we came do. out pretty recently, right? Mm-hmm. When? Yeah, it came out when was that? Um Um May. May eighth. Okay. Yeah. May, May,
1: yeah.
2: May. Okay, cool. So so pandemic album. Pandemic <laughs> album, album. Yeah. yeah. It was not planned that way. Um that was our, our third album. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one we did, we released it with Naxos, um, which is a classical music label and they, they release a ton of albums and because of that, they organize and plan things very far in advance. So we first approached them in the summer of 2018. We recorded in the late winter in, I don't know, what was it? it was March, like late winter, early spring mm-hmm. of 2019, yeah. and the album yeah. was not released until May of 2020. So it was not, oh, you wow. know, Long it was process. released. Yeah, it was a pandemic album, not because we didn't want to wait it out, but because, you know, it was part of Naxos timeline, and yeah. they are, you know, we just had a no giant choice. boulder. Yeah, rolling forward. We had no choice. Interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. that It's an interesting process working probably with a label versus releasing things on your own I was, mm-hmm. uh, I was listening to a podcast um, with an, an author talking about book publishing and how it's mm. sort of a, a similar issue where if you if you publish a book by yourself or if you publish it with a, 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 ma- a major publisher the publisher will impose a deadline on you that's like a year before it's released so you can be way lazier if you release it yourself <laughs> and still have it come out at the same time
2: it's yeah. true yeah it's totally true it was a very different experience um, uh-huh. our first album we like pushed things and pushed things and um, you know we when we um, perform it we usually try to do it when one of us has a break in our teaching schedule so like Mm -hmm. if Najati has a break he can fly to the U.S. and we can do performances here and then I can still teach and he doesn't have to lose work and vice versa so uh, we had like this time period where we knew that we could perform and release an album back in 2015 and so we did have a self-imposed deadline Mm -hmm. and you know we weren't very organized with the whole recording and editing and all that (laughs) process and we got it like I don't know. We we release, We sent it out to get you know printed, uh, pushing you know the limits of of time, and we got the albums, uh, what like five hours before our release concert. Something like <laughs> that. Yeah, we were, we <laughs> were anxious. Not sure ready. if we were gonna get them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. Um, the process with Naxos was a little bit more structured, and so yeah. there's a there's a definite benefit to that because okay, we cool. are procrastinators. <laughs> is this the first one on Naxos?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cool. And
0: then the the recording and editing process, is that something that Naxos is involved in, or is that something that you guys dealt with?
1: Uh, yeah, it was all us. Everything cool. was us except, you know, their... Um, distribution. uh, Okay, cool. Yeah. And their their contract
2: asks, uh, we have to put in the the dates of the recording. So like when we were negotiating with them, they wanted to know when we'd record it and where. Mm -hmm. And so we had to stipulate the dates, the place, the engineer, all that stuff in the contract and the Mm -hmm. music, obviously. And the contract, you know, you know, lays out that we have, you know, it's good, we have control over that process and editing and all that. But it also says that they, you know, reserve the right to tell us that it's not up to their quality when they receive it. So. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then the way we convinced um, them at the beginning was uh, our second album. And we worked with the same engineer and they, uh, you know, we used the same... Um, church that we recorded at in in london mm. so they knew the sound that they were getting from mm-hmm. our second second album okay uh, excerpts
0: yeah was it was it recorded in a, in a church in a live setting
1: yeah mm-hmm. wow that's really yeah. cool it's a yeah it's a <laughs> interesting uh story uh because uh the way we did it's it's in this you know busy part of london um mm-hmm. right next to royal albert hall um, and usually during the day that the, the the road that that is passing next to the church is quite busy um, and um, our sound engineer uh, knows the guy uh, who, who uh, main does the maintenance in the church uh-huh. and um, like the caretaker
2: or something right? yeah uh,
1: and um, he gives us the keys basically Uh, to record all night so we will go in at like 9 p.m or 10 p.m and then record until 5 6 a.m until like the road gets busy (laughs) and then but this is like you know um uh march uh in london and it's cold it's uh, you Mm -hmm. can't turn on any any you know uh church heaters and these are these are like um this old um heaters you can
2: hear our... this like rumbling fan below oh. in the basement <laughs> so you know in we have to basement. keep the heat off yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> well that's and... that's
2: terrible for a guitar player
0: Your
1: is. how did you play <laughs> You were wrapped so around scarves and, and you're wearing jackets, trying to like wear uh, triple socks. Oh like, uh, yeah.
2: And as yeah, we layer up. We we have like a space heater that we kept nearby, and you know we uh-huh. would take breaks, put on gloves, go warm ourselves. We kept uh, we would bring Najati's um, coffee, coffee maker <laughs> and you know take a coffee break and warm up a little. So.
1: it's cool
0: i mean it's it's a good it's a good like group bonding experience
1: (laughs) oh it's crazy yeah it definitely is it just makes makes the whole experience uh you know so much better uh Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean even the time frames were so limited anthony and it was um we 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 booked four days Uh to Mm -hmm. record um you know a full album which was how many minutes were in total it's, mark
2: it's uh, it's like an I'm hour going, and 3 or 4 minutes or something wow. yeah like little or 62 an hour. minutes yeah, it's yeah an hour of music
1: <laughs> yeah. and um in 4 days with not really rehearsing with each other for um many months um yeah i mean
2: i guess we should maybe clarify for people that don't know us, but I live in Chicago and Ajati lives in London, mm-hmm. so you know we do a lot of rehearsing on our own, um, and so the ensemble component always comes together at the last minute. Wow! So there was okay. there was new repertoire on that album that we had never actually played together until <laughs> the week of the recording. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Spoiler God. alert. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> um, so, so a lot was, of yeah.
1: yeah, a lot right. of things were like um, you know Mark gets in, um, mm-hmm. we start you know with his jet like <laughs> start rehearsing <laughs> right away uh, mm-hmm. and nonstop. This just goes on for a week. Um, I, and in about the about meantime, I got to make some days. money. So I'm like going teaching, coming oh, back, man. like sitting down and the market is like ready to go. <laughs> I'm like, Give me a minute. Let me drink some water. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he shows up on a mission. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he like no, he, he cooks while I'm like teaching. So we like get that out of the way. And then, uh, you know, uh, it sets up everything. a, a team it's a it duo. is <laughs> and, uh, sound engineer and Mark is in my apartment, small little London apartment. So we all like in the same place. Sound engineer acts like a you know producer. Also, he he manage, mm. yeah. uh, you know very he involved. guides us through, and then we put everything together in a, in a week. And then four days the, the, the second week we have like um you know almost a day apart and we 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 line for four uh nights to yeah record. it's like we
2: would have one night we'd record and then the next night would be off it was, it was sort of like every two or every two to three nights we had a recording session booked yeah, okay. over the course of eight days i think mm-hmm. um,
1: and yeah it gets to a point where it's like okay we can't rehearse anymore we're just going to focus on the ones that we're doing the day one and then we just yeah. do you know four songs only for those days and then the next well, <laughs> so,
2: but but you know it's like it, it winds down as the week goes because you know we sort of prioritize okay this repertoire we're working on then when it's recorded we don't think about it anymore and we work on the next yeah. thing but um, so the, the volume of material that we're practicing gets less and less. But getting ready for the last recording session, we had this one big piece, which was very challenging and very long. And um, two days before the recording session, we decided that this one part that we're playing, we should switch parts. Um, yeah. <laughs> because Good idea, Najati. We realized, you know, and this is the problem with not having had a chance to work on the song together. But we realized that the balance of the parts was pretty heavy on one part and more light on the other. So Najati's part yeah. was a lot more challenging, and thinking about the mm-hmm. logistics of recording it, it was a huge burden on Najati. And so, you know, the day before, he's teaching all day. I have nothing to do. So, you know, we switched parts. My part was super easy. He learned it in 10 minutes. His part, you know, I just spent, you know, four hours that day working on, you mm-hmm. know, this 32 measure section to, then, to, be, yeah. <laughs> to be able to record it the next night. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was, I, I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. It, it, <laughs> and, and as made, much made as you Maxxos, think of it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and then that last night, it was mostly focused on this one piece. It's the last piece on the album, Supreme Rhapsody 4. It's, what, nine minutes long or something? Eight and a half something minutes Something like that, yeah. It's a long piece, um, really challenging in sections. Um, really nice piece, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so we were focusing on that that last night. We show up, you know we're exhausted from everything so far and there's some weird ambient noise in the church that we can't identify and so the sound you know we're, we spent like probably an hour turning on different lights plugging in different sockets you know mm-hmm. trying to do everything we could to identify forget we couldn't. About the that. sound engineer finally said like look it's a steady frequency I'll take right. care of it uh-huh. later <laughs> um, you know we go to record it it's you know we're just exhausted it's stressful it's a long piece you know we're we're, you know, two hours in and we're only halfway through the piece. And um, plus, so we finally fin it. Plus, what?
1: You are going to leave in like Right. So seven we, finish,
2: hours. we finish up the piece. Oh, you have like a flight coming up. Four in the morning. Yes. Oh, God. We finish the piece at four in the morning. We pack up. We crack open a bottle of champagne. We toast. Uh, Luca, the sound engineer, gets in a cab back to Najati's flat. Najati and I walk over to a coffee shop. That opened at you know five thirty six. We get a cup of coffee, and then I got on the train to go to the airport and fly home. <laughs> and Najati goes home to take a quick nap before teaching. <laughs> wow, it so, was you know we had to get it done. So this, this yeah. wasn't one of those those like
0: artist retreats recordings where you where you set no, off no. in like <laughs> the
2: mountains for no two months. But, our sound engineer, he lives in uh, Colombia, and there's a studio mm-hmm. he's worked with down there that's in the mountains in Colombia. So we've talked about how it would be really nice to that go there part. next time, mm-hmm. yeah. just like reserve some time where neither of us are working, we're a little more like relaxed, more space on our schedule, and in sort of a nice place away from everything. Uh-huh. That's gonna like, happen. It would, one it would day. be nice to do that at some point. It just yeah. you know. It's a lot cheaper to, you know, stay in Najati's apartment in London and pay a church $50 a night to record there. Well, I think now flights are like 20 bucks. (laughs)
1: Yeah, maybe we should. Let's go to Columbia.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was just curious. I looked the other day. Flights from L.A. to Chicago, I think, literally are $20. Are you serious? Yeah. You should come. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. So so what about the, the rehearsing side? I feel like I, I have kind of different ideas about rehearsing with ensembles because yeah. it's something that I think a lot of um, rock bands, they rehearse sort of like every week for, for all of their life. Mm-hmm. And then classical ensembles, I feel like have more of a culture of maybe one or two intense rehearsals, but mm-hmm. learning everything on your own and coming prepared and ready to play
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 we have a very um, systematic way actually mm-hmm. like and in, in, in we we mature with every um, project um, and I, I feel like it changed a lot throughout the years but yeah. now um, for example a lot less yelling now no, lo- <laughs> yelling. <laughs> <laughs> um, what we do uh, is I record for example my section mm-hmm uh, and then uh, Mark does his own mm-hmm. section um, rhythmic not right. very musical yeah. but we usually least. do it
2: with an audible metronome Right.
1: yeah so we, we tried to practice like that at first and then uh, depending on our time frame which like for th- this last CD we didn't have much uh, and we had to get uh, everything in this like steady um, Uh, approach and then when we meet we talk um, all uh, only about the musicality and Uh try to leave nothing to work on when we meet um, in terms of uh, you know learning where your fingers go yeah yeah Yeah. like exactly know the piece know Mm -hmm. it well with the other person's um, uh, section uh, Mm -hmm. and and just when you meet all you talk about is the musicality in the Uh past we had you know We've done many mistakes where we were trying to learn it separately and we had other recordings to listen to because it was, you know, recorded before. And right. when we started doing our own music, for example, um, the second album was 50, 50, it was 50% our compositions and then 50% commissioned mm-hmm. work. And some of them we already either performed before. So we worked on it before we got to that recording period. Um, and there was only, I think, two, Mark, that we haven't, like, really... Uh, well, we- I mean, your your like, point,
2: though, is that, like, when we're working with new music that hasn't been recorded prior to us recording it, you know, sometimes you can actually play along with somebody else's recording as a way of rehearsing on your own. Um, you know, and yeah. that's not something that we've had the uh, ability to do lately because mm-hmm. we've done a lot of music. Uh, right, music. Like, the last yeah. the last yeah. album was... Some of it had been recorded by a guitar duo. I think one set of pieces had been, but to be honest, I never even heard that recording. I know, I don't know. It's, oh, it's yeah. not like, um, I don't know if it's commercially available anymore. I just know that it yeah. has been recorded. <laughs> yeah, so there wasn't that to lean on. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so like Najati says, you know, we send each other the recordings of our own parts, and that allows, I think anyone who's played in an ensemble, like you know that you can know your part really well, but when you get together with the ensemble, there's still sort of like an acclamation to what does it sound like when I'm hearing everything else? Right, right. Yeah. So we're at least past that phase when we sit down to play together for the first time. Uh-huh. I've heard his part. I know his part. I know mm-hmm. what it sounds like. I know how the you know the lines interact with each other. Um, so you know it, it allows us to get that out of the way. And like Njati said, it's it's just right to the musicality. Mm-hmm, and yeah. and I think the other honestly, it's sort of an advantage because we have to sort of travel. And then work with these condensed um, rehearsal schedules. Um, You know, a lot of ensembles that I know, they might have a weekly meeting or something for an hour or two. And so they don't have a lot of time to really deep dive into a piece. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas we could spend, you know, two hours on one piece and we still have the rest of the day to work on the rest. Because, um, you know, we're fitting as much time into that, you know, week or 10 day period as we can. Um, and so I think it, it, really actually, it kind of gives us the best of both worlds where Mm -hmm. it's not sort of the regular every week rehearsal. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's maybe not as much contact time as like you're saying a rock band might have or something, but, um, when we do have those rehearsal settings, it's different from a lot of classical ensembles that I've spoken with. Um, and, and I think it. I think it's actually become a real benefit for us. Yeah. And at this point, we know each other so well, too, that Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, we have a similar view of music, but we also trust each other. So, like when Najati says, I want to play it like this. I usually don't need to spend time arguing with him or telling, trying to convince him of <laughs> my good. way. I can usually yeah. just say, "Okay, I trust Najati. Let me just try to understand it and make sure I can play it the yeah. way he's described." Yeah. And,
1: and we used to, we used to um, do that. You know, we used to try yeah. to uh, think more solo. Sol- soloist i uh, i think you know more from each other's perspective and then like each trying to outshine the other one yeah (laughs) (laughs) almost Najati
2: finally realized he couldn't and he settled down and
1: (laughs) It's, it's it's very it's natural you know for for every it's like a relationship right right you know especially if it's a duo um you have two you gotta make it work somehow if you want is to you know actually be successful. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you sacrifice and you understand each other, and then if you still enjoy the relationship, you continue, and that's that's what happened with your tandem. I think everything was against um, this uh, ensemble. Mm-hmm. We have the distance. Uh, we have the time differences. You know, uh, right. we both had to make money, so we 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 packed our schedules with mm-hmm. teaching, um, and then uh you know everything else that that is on on top of it it, it was very challenging but um we we understood each other so well uh, uh-huh. after a certain uh, time that we were like okay you do this and i trust you with that like what mark was saying and i do this and now when we when we get together it is very smooth in terms of getting the point across and mm-hmm. okay let's not waste time with going back and forth arguing of course, we try to improve each other also, you know, uh, sometimes mm-hmm. every 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 time we meet, there there is still that moment of like, "You sure you want to do that?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then yeah. one of us has to like go, "Listen, we had this moment before. Let's just like carry on. It's gonna work at the end." And it yep. always has, you know, it, mm-hmm. it always worked, and we we forget about all those um, little things that we we have you know had half an hour to think about or we say okay leave it for now let's uh-huh. get back mm-hmm. to it later yeah, yeah. and that's another solution right um and again it 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 has to work because for us we don't have um a day to waste of you know mm-hmm. it's not going to work yeah. it's right. uh, yeah we will we always made it work somehow mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the beauties about you know our ensemble cuz yeah, yeah it worked. <laughs>
0: It seems like it, it's a really good solution the learning learning on your own w- you know w- with the recording, but then coming together for sort of an intense week or two so that you have that yeah. time together to to keep the ensembleness so it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like some gig that you're just showing up to yeah
2: yeah yeah, no, I think you're right, and I think beyond that um, despite the time difference even, and the, the distance, you know, being on different continents, um, you know, modern technology allows you to stay very connected. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there's apps, like we chat on WhatsApp, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for people that have used it, it's the same as making a phone call. Right. Um, and, and so, the you know, to be honest, like I, I talked to Najati, I mean, we talk almost, almost every, every day. day. And so I think, you know, even compared to some ensembles, it's like you almost take it for granted that you're going to see those people the next week and rehearse Mm -hmm. with them the next week. Um, And so it's like, I think we had to set up these systems to work to make it function, um, just given the, the locations that we're in but I think a lot of those systems sort of allowed us to stay in touch more right. than a lot of ensembles, even though we're not in the same room as each uh-huh. other as often. Um and I think that's a real benefit. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I mean the, the uh, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Um uh, <clears throat> I lost my train of thought. What were you gonna <laughs> say? I was just gonna say that, you know, when because we've worked together for a long time too, um while we can't, you know, test out sort of, you know, musicality mm-hmm. um, remotely, like we can't say, all right, let's try this, you know, day crescendo here and see how it feels. Uh, we can talk about those things and know going into a first rehearsal that we want to do this here and this here and right. this here. Like we can know those things. And also like we're, we're good enough at listening to each other now that we can kind of follow each other as well. Mm-hmm. So even if we yeah. haven't talked about it, somebody can just kind of do it and the other person can follow. So, you know, there's just that benefit of, um, I mean, we have been playing together for, you know, almost, you know, coming up on like 10 years. Yeah. Now. Wow. So, yeah.
1: And I, I believe that, um, uh, that was kind of visible also, Mike, when, when I first started playing with you, um, back in, you know, 2011. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, we click so well as musicians. Um, I don't know you, yeah. you. You played with many people, Anthony, and and you probably mm-hmm. had um, certain people that you you clicked more than others. And Mark, yeah, Mark was that, Mark was that yeah person for me. Um, where we started working our second year um, mm-hmm. of grad school, and we just you know we were like really enjoying our uh, rehearsals. Um, and get Mm together and just like you know playing and listening and like figuring something out and getting excited about the same things that was like really really cool Um, yeah
2: well and and that you know we we didn't start playing duos together till the second year but the first year you know we would hang out a lot and work like play our solo material for each other and kind of give feedback and comments uh-huh. and listen to music and talk about music so there was a lot of just sort of establishing kind of the, the foundation of our yeah like shared musical interests in right. that first yeah. year well it's a relationship right that's right exactly yeah. i feel yeah. like yeah. that's that's yeah. kind of that's... we did all
0: the foreplay that first year <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i i feel like school is the sweet spot for that because i think about that now and yeah. that like um i have a difficult time starting groups and I feel like I, I'm at a, a bad age for it because I feel like <laughs> once you leave school, there's, um, there's all these great musicians out there, but everybody's trying to get paid, obviously, as they should be. But if you don't have that friendship developed, then trying to set up a group, it's sort of all your mm-hmm. vision, and it's difficult to get people to sort of buy in at equal creative levels.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's something actually I think my sister... Deals with a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she talked about it when she was on the podcast. Yeah, I think I remember now. But yeah, it it is a challenge. You're you're absolutely right. And I I never really thought about that. Just that when you're making a professional ensemble as an adult, not in school, it's almost like you're you're. I mean, you have to like pay people to spend the time with you, and so it makes it harder to establish that foundation. I guess. Yeah, I feel like the true sweet spot is like.
0: Thirteen-year-olds who don't yet know how to play their instruments, all learning together,
2: <laughs> yeah. like like uh, Apple Corps, you know? right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> My brother's old band. Oh, um, that's fun. Yeah, they they started playing together. Actually, it was young. I think they were. I don't know. They're probably like ten or eleven. Uh-huh. And so they were brand new to their instruments. They were all just sort of learning together, and yeah, it's uh <laughs> that's a different experience. Yeah.
0: So, so the the rehearsing side of things, have you tried um, any sort of real-time, uh, whatever, <clears throat> audio lately? networking programs or anything
1: like that?
2: When's the last time we tried something like that?
1: A long time ago, and we were like, no, yeah. waste of time. Uh-huh. Um, it I, know, was just, I know the
2: technology's better now, but...
1: Maybe we could find something better, but um, yeah... I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, even, you know, after uh, this whole pandemic happened, mm-hmm. you know, I'm um, through my the schools that I teach at and they're like, for example, choir, um, you know, uh, lessons, they've been struggling, they found certain ways that I wasn't really following uh, mm-hmm. crazily, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, they, they were struggling a lot. So uh, I know that still, it's a, it's a tough thing to... To do, unless you're recording parts and then right. putting them together at yeah. the end, um, right? Yeah, it's it's not it's not easy um, no. to make that real time rehearsal.
0: There's there's some there's some software out there, but it's it's very difficult to use, and most of it mm. doesn't even have a graphic interface. It's all just mm. you have to go into the terminal to run it and everything. Yeah, but there there is oh, really? low latency audio that's not compressed at all, and you can play almost oh. in real time. Okay. Really? You've uh, you've used some of it? Yeah, I did. I did a concert once between Irvine and San Diego, where they were in San Diego and we were in Irvine. Oh, and I know that they've done it with uh, Irvine Zurich, and maybe Seoul in South Korea.
1: Oh. Well.
2: Do you know what the like your internet capabilities have to be for that? Uh, yeah, pretty. They have to be pretty good.
1: Okay. That's what I was gonna say. It works say. best like, at universities where they have
0: a. <laughs> <job right now. laughs> I I think
1: it's not even the program, it's like everything else that, you know, Mm -hmm. runs the program also, um, the internet mostly. (laughs) And I mean,
0: distance, you can't, you can't really overcome that. So Chicago to London will always have some kind of, probably the fastest would
2: be, I don't know, a few hundred milliseconds. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know technology is developing with that and a lot of people are. Yep. looking into that and excited about it um i'll be honest i f- i feel pretty good about our practice routine i, uh-huh. I think yeah. if I, I think the the next step that we've talked about is sort of being able to carve out a space in our schedule like maybe over the summer or something where mm-hmm. we can get together for 10 days when neither of us are teaching uh-huh. um and just you know focus on on music like not yeah. doing performances either. Just, you know, yeah. we can work on writing, arranging, mm-hmm. um, rehearsing. Uh, just kind of... Because uh, the other challenge that we have is that usually when we get together, it's because we've got recording sessions or performances. Because it's a, it's expensive to get together. So we right. don't usually do it unless um, we're getting paid to do it. Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so... But that means that if we're getting together... We might be working on some new material, but we're mm-hmm. also making sure that we have things ready to perform, things ready to record, and so we can't always have hundred percent focus on it. We, we've done that, we've done that. What like once where we spent um, in Cyprus when we were getting ready for the second album um, a couple months before we recorded it. Najati's from Cyprus, and we mm-hmm. spent about ten days there and kind of isolated ourselves for most of that time from his family. Uh, not because they're not wonderful people um (laughs) but you know just one of my favorite yeah
1: moments of tandem to be honest we were uh waking up um and the the house setting was really nice um and the uh, we would just you know make coffees um maybe Get some fresh air, go in there, and then just like constantly uh, create. Um, like it was nonstop mm-hmm. creation. We were working on new compositions. Uh, wow. uh, and it was just w- one of my favorite, yeah, moments mm-hmm. of the yeah. Tandem that I remember. So I, I I wish we can be, you know. Yeah, um, if we
2: could do that every year, I wouldn't really care at all about, you know, low latency, like real-time rehearsing. Yeah, um, Right.
1: It's just expensive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So the, how much, how much do you need to make compose?
2: more money if there's any, you know, like wealthy yeah. patrons out there? <laughs> if
1: you see us Anthony not performing and meeting up for 10 days, that means that we have some that's money. Right. Nice. Yeah. That, that's good. I mean that, that's yeah. a happy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how, how yeah. much do you compose for the ensemble versus commission versus play older music?
2: So we like composing. We're not the type of people like, you know, for, for uh, Usually when I meet people that are, you know, composers, right? And I don't mean that they don't actually. <laughs> that was but good. People that call. No, no, no. So-called. <laughs> when, when I meet people, no, that identify as composers though, right? Like, um, I'm assuming this is probably true for yourself. Like, you're folks that. <laughs> sort of just you write and create all the time, uh-huh. not necessarily because you've got a, somebody commissioned something or you have a project. Right. It's just like part of your DNA, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that is, I think, less so with Najati and I. We do really enjoy the process, and when we made the decision to write music for the second album, like, mm-hmm. that was really fun. Um, and we've done a little more of that since then, but with, for us, without having sort of that defined project... Uh, we don't. We're not as active with it, and so mm-hmm. to date, like the first album was a couple of commissions, but a lot of existing material. The second album was half our compositions, half commissions, and the third uh-huh. album was all um, the music of Kemal Bellavi. Um, right. Much of it was, uh, you know, a lot of it was world premieres. Some of them were arrangements of pieces that he made. Of his own pieces that he then made for Guitar Duo for us, but a lot of it was also mm. just stuff he'd already written for Guitar Duo. So, um, so anyway, that's what definitely one, yeah one sixth definitely. of our recorded output okay. is, is ours. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I think we discussed this enough though. Um, our second album was um, uh, the uh, the most creative for our duo. Okay, we yeah. really found is John our Henry voice that. Genesis yes okay
0: that. yeah that's yeah. a very cool piece i was just listening to it. yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> um
1: and it, it's um you know it, we want to go to that direction right. um yeah. this Naxos album came out of nowhere and we couldn't really say no to it because it was such a big label for the yeah
2: we saw broadcast. an opportunity and thought yeah. we should take advantage of it uh-huh. but the direction we'd really like to move in is i think doing at least like half of the the Off, compositions yeah. on our performances and um, recordings, you know. Because, uh, yeah. I I don't know, I mean, there's still a lot of great music out there that we didn't write, so we want to leave some space to play that, whether it's uh, commissioning new things <laughs> uh-huh. or mm-hmm. just existing material. But, uh, you know, yeah. I don't think we have to explain to you the, the fun of writing your own music, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, so. it's cool. You guys
0: seem to have a... Um, I don't know a good a good um, relationship towards new music, and and not like new music as in neo-complexity or anything like that, but yeah, uh, but just drawing
2: on the the contemporary music world. Mm -hmm. It's it's interesting that you say that because I think I never used to think of myself as a new music guy because in the classical world that usually comes with the connotations of um, you know kind of. I don't know, the conceptual music and the avant-garde and, yeah. and that was never really my thing. Uh, there's some of that that I really like and um, I don't know, like, I think I'll always appreciate people that are kind of taking risks and trying new things because it opens up more space for the rest of us to operate in. Um, but in terms of like what I sit down to listen to, that was never my thing. And so I never thought of myself as like a new music guy, but... Um, in the three albums that we've recorded and with most of what we perform, you know, very little of it is more than like 20 or 30 years old. Right. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of, it, it happens sort of circuitously and without me realizing it. Um, but I think like you said, it's sort of the willingness to kind of recognize what we listen to, who, you know, who we are in, in, as Uh a complete view of ourselves as as musicians you know like that uh like a lot of us guitarists we have backgrounds in rock music and pop Mm -hmm. music of various kinds and so not being afraid to kind of draw on that um i feel like not being afraid to say i like tonal music (laughs) and you know are you gonna come out and (laughs) say that i just say you know
3: yeah i can cut Um... it out if you want
2: (laughs) No, uh, but, you know, going to grad school at the conservatory, like, San Francisco conservatory's got a very strong new music uh, community. And so I think yeah. I was kind of afraid uh-huh. to say that when right. I was there, you know?
0: But I think, I think that the, the music that, you, that Duo Tandem does can actually be... Ri- or take, uh, risky is the wrong word, but it does take risks. I mean, something like mm. John Henry, I would say, as a piece for a classical guitar duo... I think mm. it exists in, or it draws on other forms of music in a way that doesn't feel too artificial. Mm. Because I, I think a lot of classical guitar pieces that draw on folk and pop musics suck. Uh, <laughs> 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 they're just—I don't. It's not even just guitar. It's—it's. It's, A lot of classical composers try and do that and do it really badly, and it comes off as Mm -hmm. fake and weak, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I mean... I think there's a way to do it where you're commenting in an intelligent way and you're engaging with a tradition versus just taking ideas from a tradition.
2: Yeah. And it's hard to sort of, I guess... Talk too specifically, be without sort of, I uh, you know I don't know. Yeah, without sort of getting into specifics about songs or right. you know what a sort of uh, bad version of you know classical drawing and folk sounds like is. But you know I, I think part of part of it for us you know is that we have been dealing with things that are very authentic to ourselves. Right. Um, you know, I used to be uh, like obsessed with the blues, um, I listened to a lot of that music. I used to play a lot of it. And so it's, it's an integral part of who I am. And then, you know, the Turkish stuff, I mean, I don't know, Najati. you can talk more about that, but that's, you know, a huge part of your, your background. So it's not, it's not artificial. It's not forced either. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And we, we tried Um, to, you know, um, we were trying to find something unique, um, for our duo and and do something that you know again bring something new to this um mm-hmm. you know small guitar world um and what we came up with that uh, blues and and the, my uh-huh. my turkish you know references were were um, syncing well together and uh-huh. then we kind of mm-hmm. went um towards that direction and you know maybe john henry is not a great example in that sense, but some of the interludes um, um, that connected these, you know, bigger pieces in in our second album were almost all of them were a combination of, of the two elements. And Uh when you hear those, uh, those short little pieces, um, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, for me, it's a lot of fun. Uh (laughs) And, and, and Mm -hmm. you, you hear these two little elements that comes in and out. And I don't know, it's, I feel like we created something new, and and um, it it's it's personal. Uh You know, makes it sound we can make it sound better because it's personal. We 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 love doing that. Also, I think it's very important. And the fact that 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 it's fun
0: is important too. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's yeah. called playing. It's, it's this thing I've been obsessed <laughs> with. <It's> like, Music
1: <laughs> should be fun, man. That's it. Yeah. I don't know, like when, when you're a musician, what playing. you do yeah. for a
0: living is you play. It's literally <laughs> <Yeah>. called playing.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: I am a professional child, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: But yeah, like you were saying, you know, some some composers, you know, you, when they when they try to create something, um, it sounds forced, uh-huh. and. Personally, for for, for us, the, the style that we went for, um, it wasn't forced at all. Like, uh-huh. Mark used the slide in John Henry, for example. Mm-hmm. And in theory, you never heard of it on a nylon string right. guitar. Uh, but it just mm-hmm. worked so smoothly because, you know, it was imitating some sort of <laughs> gesture. And um, yep. uh, in one of other pieces in the second album, too, Layden... Um, by Garrett Chetzer. Um, it was uh, imitating a vo- vocal line. Mm. Um, and mm. it was a perfect, you know, sound to to do that. Yeah, I mean, that's right.
2: the whole reason people started using a slide on the guitar anyway was to imitate some of the nuance in, in singing that you can't get on a, you know, fixed pitch fretted instrument, right? Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, so the... The piece Najati's talking about, Layden, um, that's part of the set. The four hypnoses after Skip James. The whole purpose was not to sound like Skip James or blues, but to sort of respond to right. qualities in his music. And one of the prominent qualities is his voice and the way he sang. Uh-huh. So, like it, it felt pretty natural to take a. a a Movement there mm-hmm. and play the melody with a slide that, that's, yeah, I
0: mean that, that's very cool the the gestural connection yeah. to to the blues yeah. Is that's I, I mm-hmm. have a piece that actually tries to explore that exact idea oh, Where cool. it, it it takes a blues progression, but it takes out all the notes so you're not playing dominant seventh <laughs> chords, but you're playing stacks of gestures drawn from the blues in a mm. 1, 4, 5 pattern, but of just That's cool. So.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think sort of looking broadly at structures like that is kind of a good way to approach it, too, because, you know, if you don't want it to sound like blues, but you want it to be related in some way, you know, there, there's right. there's a lot of that stuff. Mm, yeah. um, that's cool. That piece isn't for guitar duo, is it? <laughs> Could be. It, it, it's,
3: it's, uh,
0: it's for unspecified instrumentation. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nice. Could be for
2: anything. Could be for anything. How about banjo? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh man, I have a banjo right here. I've been practicing banjo <laughs> know. a lot. Oh. I know. <laughs> nice.
0: Yeah, that that uh, that was that was interesting. It was. Uh, did I have I told you about that? The the whole mm-mm. getting into banjo thing. So Steve Martin has a musical.
2: I think I remember I think hearing. He about wrote.
0: That. Yeah, and like um, I think we've talked about this, but I play a lot of pit orchestra gigs, oh, or yeah, I did. Yeah. That was like my main right. income, yeah. <laughs> N- not, not anymore. That's not yeah. coming back. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got called to do this uh, this show, and I think it was two weeks out. And so, like, usually that's a plenty of time to learn a show. But it mm-hmm. was all like real banjo, like clawhammer and three finger scruggs style. And I was like, two weeks is pushing it.
1: Nice.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: But I was like, yeah, all right. I just said yes. Just say yes and learn learn how to do it, and like I barely got by. Did
2: you at least have a banjo before you said yes?
0: I had a banjo. I had to get a second okay. one actually, cause the show calls for two. Oh. Oh. Cause of all the tunings, it's all crazy. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it, it, I think I feel fun. like that's the best way of like learning an instrument. Though. you say you say yes to something, and yep. then you're like, all right, well. I, I better learn this <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or right. a style or anything like yep. you, you just gotta say yes and then sit down and work you and have all the yeah, technique exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's right <laughs> yeah yeah you, yeah. you have
0: a, a mandolin back there right yeah you and i it. never learned it <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: Oh no, <laughs> he <laughs> <that> hasn't <laughs> said yes to anything yet. <laughs> we were gonna the, um, the reason that i uh, i bought it because i always like fancied mandolins so, so uh-huh. much I, I loved it the tone. I, we had a uh, mission that we were going to Either commission or write a song. Um,
2: we still might. Uh, we we will, we will. I was actually it's still a, it's, talking it's to a friend recently <laughs> about that. So yeah. So but no, it, I mean, yeah, it's that's what it's, you need as a project. Yeah. Yep. I, yeah.
1: I I feel like it, yeah, it's it, it's there and it's gonna happen. We're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna learn a song and then I'm gonna master the mandolin. That's it. There
0: yeah. you go. <laughs> is Is there a style of mandolin
1: you're interested in? Um. Well. Um. Not specifically. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Well, because like, I kind uh, of think of
0: it. I feel like it's sort of like accordion in that it has all these different iterations all around the world, and there's all sorts of different you know. types of yeah. mandolin playing. And there's, yeah.
1: Well, I, yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I
1: just. Um, why did you get
2: it? I don't even remember actually.
1: Why did I get it? I saw it on the, on the store, <laughs> and I, I fell in love. So An impulse. I, I have you a. Fell in love. <laughs> I don't know. A lot of musicians can relate. I have. I became having an addiction of having every um, different tone of a of of a you know guitar-related yep. instrument. I so know. you know, I have the ukulele. I have the the classicals. I have the electric. I have mandolin. Yeah, yeah. What else? What else do you have? What blues guitar arsenal? is coming, by the way, Mark? I didn't tell you. I bought a parlor guitar. You <laughs> did. Yeah um all right what is the, this the, the prs um parlor uh, that they okay. released recently uh again like my mark made me fall in love with the blues after, after you know hanging out with him for for so long um and i've been teaching blues but on uh-huh. my classical and um oh, yeah, I, yeah. I just like you know found a good good deal on this guitar <laughs> and <laughs> look
2: I, Blues is here. It's not in the instrument, all right? <laughs> it's true.
1: It's
2: true. That's blues is
3: everything,
0: me. man. I, 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 I. The more I, I go into the blues and study mm-hmm. it and play it and listen, the I feel like it's just this unending world. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm so interested in the tie between free jazz and the blues. Huh. I have never explored that. Um, I had a, um, a a jazz improv teacher in grad school who was saying that if you listen to like a, a long BB King song, like Sweet 16 mm-hmm. or something, like a nine minute song, it starts off right down here at this really low level, and it's it ends at this huge huge climax and. He you know, mm-hmm. falls over on stage and they pick him up and he can't take it anymore <laughs> and the blues has crushed him. And he says what free jazz is, is it's just starting at that
2: end point and it's just going from there. Interesting.
0: Okay. And it's just existing at that Was that,
2: that space. um what was that guy's name at UW? That old guy that taught jazz. Richard Davis? People. Richard Davis. Was that him or was that? He didn't teacher? no
0: no, this this was at this was at UC Irvine. <clears throat> oh it okay. was Kayakagi. Akagi. Alright, cool. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yes. I, I like I like that idea a lot. That it's yeah. all it's all still built in the blues, and a lot of those free jazz guys would say that that what they're
2: doing they're just playing the blues. Well, I know a lot of um, I have uh, over this past year for the first time in my life been learning how to play jazz, because uh-huh. um, I never did before. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, like it, it's definitely like sort of jazz blues always turned me off before because i really liked blues and jazz blues is jazz it's not blues you know it's it's obviously it's connected and related but it's still uh fundamentally different in certain ways right Mm -hmm. but it's clear though that there are those elements of blues that were brought into jazz and are hugely foundational Mm -hmm. um that i never really understood before Mm. um yeah yeah. But I haven't done any free jazz. No free jazz? No free jazz. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
2: Well, that's, that's interesting.
0: I don't know. The, uh, I feel like all, not all, but a lot of classical guitar players have this thing where they, they, they start somewhere else and they wind up at classical guitar. And I'm sort of confused. I don't really understand why anybody is a classical guitar player. but but it makes it but but so many people do it i mean i i I went in that direction and i don't know it's it's interesting
2: yeah i'll (laughs) i'll explain to you why okay i think for me and i've i think i knew this about myself but it's become clear studying jazz but Uh like the way i practice in classical and the way i have to practice in jazz are pretty different Uh and the way i practice in classical feels more natural and i can do those things in jazz it's like very process oriented uh, things, um, like are, you know, if, if I'm working on like a little two, five, one riff or something, I'll do it in as many positions as I can, Mm -hmm. as many different, uh, I go through the cycle of keys, you know, that's, it's a, it's a practice process, you know, right. There's nothing creative about that. It's just sort of crunching the numbers, right. Mm -hmm. Running my fingers. Right. So those things are very easy for me to do. And those are a huge part of classical, I think, like you can put music in front of you, you can play it, right. And so that feels very natural to me. And so I think there's, those processes are what drew me in. The music is almost secondary, because I like lots of different types of right. music. And that's the thing about why I'm still a classical guitarist, <laughs> is that I've realized that I don't have to box myself in with the music that I right. play. But I can still play that same instrument. I can still have the funny nails on my hand. Um, you know i can play unamplified you know i can still do all those things right and yeah there's limitations to it and there's things that you will never be able to do on that instrument but there's still a lot you can do right but that's true for yeah. everything that's true for everything yeah you yeah. Mm-hmm. have to just get outside of the box right <laughs> that's why we don't tell people that we're a classical guitar duo we are an instrumental guitar duo. Exactly. an instrumental guitar duo
1: yeah interesting
2: because I, I think people hear classical guitar duo and they yeah. have this set of preconceived notions. Yeah. And in that set of preconceived notions is not something like John Henry or Yishel yep. Shear. So yep. we don't want them to... We don't want them to not listen, not give us a chance. Yeah. You know? Well, classical is a tough word.
0: It's a... It's a tough word. It's a, it's a, a word that's a problem.
1: <laughs> it is. In <Isn't> today's <laughs> world, a big problem. Yes. Yep. yep. So... Yeah. And that's one of our biggest miss- missions as a duo too, like to to make people appreciate um the classical repertoire that is is very beautiful, you know, it's uh-huh. it's brilliant um in so many ways. But um with the with the new world, I think that that whole energy of it is just so um sucked and low and it's just not, you know, uh positive anymore that that yeah. In so many ways (laughs) to so many people, um, including the closest people in my life, you know, sometimes including to me, um, you know, uh, to go to a concert, you know, when I when I when I have my colleagues or my friends, Uh you know, saying, I'm just gonna do this classical, you know, program. I I triple think about it. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, what is the program? What am I gonna see? And you know, is this gonna be a hustle for me to to get there? Like it it sucks (laughs) away from that whole like. Yeah. And we were talking uh, about this to to a friend, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's that you know the show concept, right? You you're you're not going to see a show. It's 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 mostly a player sitting down, very concentrated, probably like crazy. nervous and trying to get through the the, the very hard repertoire sounds like a nightmare who wants to see that (laughs) (laughs) and we've seen it a lot right you've seen it a lot lot
2: if you don't want to see that you should come to a duo Tandem. oh yeah set. nice sorry hey man a that's a good time show. right there it's it's a really
0: important point that it, it's a, it's it's a really important point the the yeah. culture around classical performance and i feel like actually especially classical guitar performance is i mean it's, it's so miserable the concerts and yeah. you know, everybody's <laughs> yeah. so nervous and yeah and and thinking and about you, the setting and the fact that it's a show is huge yeah
1: and, and, and that's it like you people that once to attend to those concerts do you? it you think, okay, um I gotta dress up in a certain way sometimes you know you you have to not even chat with anybody, discuss about you know not enjoy the whole thing until yeah. maybe the end of it, and then you discuss and you try to remember those moments that happened right yeah. um and for for us it's we're trying to. Find a balance between, mm-hmm. you know, okay, like uh, enjoy this beautiful moment of this acoustic instruments, un- um, you know, unamplified and and try to, to hear this experience that we're, we're giving you. But at the same time, have a beer in your hand, you know, right. if you want to discuss a little, discuss, you know, like yep. just you, if you want to say yeah, yeah in the middle of the piece, go for it, you know, <laughs> yeah. because you saw something cool. <laughs> and we're still waiting for that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a wild wow moment um no i mean it's it's one of those and we we're trying to really establish this this setting so when you when you when you see us and then when we're um in town again you want to tell this to a friend hey i'm going to see these two guitarists play oh what did they play well they're instrumental guitarists you know mm-hmm. uh and that's I, you know in in and a way you, you will say
2: life changing <laughs> music <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you don't want to miss it but you you will so say you it's a late
1: back it. you know they usually play in, in in places that has a bar or something you know it it, it will it will be like yeah. a friday going and actually having some drinks and listening to yeah. some music with with friends yeah. not a oh we got to go in 2 hours we got to sit down and you know after that we will go to a bar kind of thing Right. No, like, that's your show. That's, that's your hangout, you know, yeah. hour. So, and after come, that,
2: you can go to a bar with Duo Tandem. And then you can... <laughs> 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 no promises on I, yeah. that Yeah, that, that's
0: great, the, the, the connection. I feel like it's, it's, it's something that, um, I mean, I'm, I'm missing a lot, especially now, because there is no live music. But it's yep. what's important about playing music to me is a connection... A, between me and the other musicians I'm playing with and the musicians in the audience. And yeah. to me, music, is it's a social phenomenon because it, it only exists in our minds. And so I'm making music in my
2: mind while you're making music in your mind. And we can connect <coughs> about it, that. Yeah. yeah. Anthony, I don't know if you feel this at all either, but I've been thinking about that kind of stuff a lot lately and kind of coming kind of to the same conclusion that for me, the real important thing is the way music allows me to connect with people. Yep. And I think a huge part of it is that um, while I've been talking a lot on this podcast, I'm generally sort of a shy person. And in Mm -hmm. in environments of like a lot of people that I don't know, I'm very quiet. Right. But if you put me on stage and I'm playing music, um, it's a way for me to sort of open up to strangers that I, you know, I can't do otherwise. Yeah. So, yeah, it allows you to sort of build and establish a connection in a pretty unique uh, and immediate way. Yeah. Uh, yeah and I think I really appreciate that about performing. Yeah, I I
0: completely agree. I think that is a it's an important point. <laughs> yeah, it
1: is. Yeah. I you see know. that communication, that living a moment um of saying I, you know, um I had fun. I, I I'm going to remember <laughs> right. this moment, or, yeah, or I was angry was, or I was sad uh, or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: bring your we tissues.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like that's that, that that's it's kind of the 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 trick of performing. Um, and I, I feel like I always frame things a little too negatively, but I always see it like composing instrumental music allows me to say things with and also be off the hook for saying them. So I don't I don't have to Oof. say them out loud. I can just say them. <laughs> yeah.
2: You can make your musicians
0: say them out loud. Exactly.
2: I didn't say it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But uh cool. So what's 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 coming up for
2: Duo Tandem? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean right we, now haven't, it, uh, yeah. we haven't uh, met in person since last October, so it's been over uh-huh. a year. It's, it's a transition um, period for sure.
1: Uh, I mean we were yeah. we were just right. done with with the with the, the C D and mm-hmm. um and we, we're trying to write more, we're trying to figure out you know what what can be next in terms of collaboration, maybe, um, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Uh, finding concepts what
2: the that... next, uh, what the next project is like the yeah. project. So, um, y- you know, we like to sort of pull things together with some kind of concept. Uh-huh. Um, and so trying to figure out what that is, um, you know, we've got a set of pieces from a friend that we've performed a lot, but never recorded. So trying to see if that'll fit in, we've got another uh, friend that we might commission so seeing if that'll work in cool. trying to see what kind of ideas we have for our own compositions so mm-hmm. trying to figure out sort of how we can sort of build this all together into a yeah a cohesive uh, idea that makes sense
1: keep keep yourself busy and then continue creating and then do yep. you never know what it's going to lead to uh it's it's always been that way you know you have an idea and then you're like okay it's an idea um but then something else comes up and you're like oh it, it, it actually fits and and then um yeah we you know we we already released three cds so maybe from now on i think um having you know full albums is is it's a lot of hustle um and you can just oh you know with digital distribution you can just release singles and right. and have you know eps or uh, just smaller um yep. you know projects but continuously you know mm-hmm. release something out there and i think that that's one of our goals to keep producing yeah um, it's Creative important. is yeah, cre- creation is is big part of our why we do this, right? Yep. <laughs> we gotta keep.
0: <laughs> Especially keep now, it. we gotta we gotta keep working. Oh not, yeah. Not, mm-hmm. not yeah. lose it.
1: Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah.
2: Well, do you guys you guys want to try and play something? See what happens. <laughs> we can try. What uh, what it. instruments are we gonna use here? Najati, do you want to use the mandolin? Oh, man,
1: I'll I'll do my best. Yeah. Why not? That's good. It <laughs> it. it it's
2: good to play instruments that that you don't know how to do. I I am asking Zaty to do that, but I have no <laughs> non-guitars. Oh, here, so.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I, I can I can hop on banjo, and then, then we have. Okay.
2: A... Should I go steel or nylon? What do you guys want? I don't know. Nylon sounds
0: nice. Good compliment okay. to the the twanginess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we need something that sounds pleasant. <laughs> um I don't really know untuned, if I'm who's got a good a yeah who's got a good A I don't know man
1: for me to tune this guy is gonna take a while so let's just go for it and by yeah. the way how, how is it gonna work with the the timing
2: it'll be terrible
1: <laughs> okay that's the fun part <laughs> yeah.
0: well so, so what I found is I, 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 I can set this up but if I play if I play in time or one person plays in time and the other people mm-hmm. are pretty free, it, it sort of works. So if I just, something like that, and then you guys can play whatever you want, and it'll, it'll <laughs> kind of go in and out in a cool way.
3: All
2: right. <laughs> <laughs> what key are we playing in? Should uh, I bean drop D? <laughs> uh, That's fine, you don't have to pick a key, it's fine. <laughs> We're just gonna play. We're gonna make it up. Najati doesn't know the notes on the mandolin anyway, so... <laughs> Sad to have the last <laughs> note, didn't you, <she? laughs> Yeah. Uh. Oh man,
1: that was fun. All right. Yeah. yeah. We'll,
0: we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll listen. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to it, and, and I'll see if uh, see if I can if I can put something together out of it. Sure. I haven't, cool. I haven't done it with three. It's a lot harder with three.
1: It yeah. is. I was listening to you, Anthony, like you, I was keeping up, but I, was, I wasn't sure what Mark was doing at some point.
2: <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was doing at okay. some points too, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wasn't sure, it was uh, the time difference or like what was going on in there? That well, was fun it's, though. It's, it's
0: always worked so far. It's, a, it's always been a little odd and then at the end I listen back and it sounds pretty cool, so we'll see. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. New
2: Horizons. Yeah. <laughs>
0: cool well thanks thanks guys for doing this this was awesome yeah thank you Anthony. thank you for having us anthony. Yeah. It's, yeah it's
1: been a lot of fun man fun yeah.
0: to fun to talk a little bit and catch up so oh yeah. Um, yeah duo tandem check out their latest album it's available i think pretty much all Everywhere. the streaming services right so yep. duo tandem nijati and mark thanks guys yep thanks, thanks. anthony Bye-bye. Thanks, man. Thanks for watching or listening, depending on if you are watching on YouTube or listening to the stream. Remember to check out Duo Tandem. Their new album is available now. And remember to like, leave a comment, and subscribe. And if you would like to consider supporting my content generally, please visit my Patreon page. Bye.